Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, Sunshines, and hello, Julie. Well, hello, Inga. How are you today? I am well. I have a question for you. We um, decided that we have faces for radio, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then they went and and video recorded us, right? Uh, What are you talking about, this? Uh, So tell me, Julie, does this microphone make my face look fat? (laughs) Like there's more of it than there really is. It's always a bit of a reality check for me. But anyway, it's all good. So I'm really just rambling on because I'm in quite a bit of denial over something big that's happening soon. And I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, denial. I know. Yeah, we have a very big change coming up. Yes, we do. And we have been ignoring it. (laughs) We denied the the request. And just every (laughs) day. Did not accept the letter of resignation. And she didn't listen to us, but... Yeah, so our Sammy girl, Sammy, who happens to be my oldest daughter, um, she's all grown up now and adulting, and she's worked here since she was 17 years old. So she's been with us for over 11 years, Mm. got married. She's moving to Tennessee. Yeah, that's a long way. I know, and it's coming, like, just a little over a month. Oh, I know, I know. That's crazy. She's actually in Tennessee now, checking out out the lay of the land, right? Yeah, yeah, and as she's gone this week, Mm -hmm. we're just kind of seeing how this uh, is going to impact us, (laughs) and it... It's going to impact us. Yes, indeed. Yes. You know, having somebody here every day and just knowing they're there and just they are a solid rock for you. Yeah. Just even from answering the phones to just knowing everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. That girl's had her fingers in everything for a long time. Really, she has. And it's kind of the best of worlds for us, right? Because we're her two moms and kind of raised her up and her work, her work life since she was 17. So, I mean, she's trained really well. So if you're listening from Tennessee, you've got a hot commodity headed your way. Let me just tell you. <laughs> we were very <laughs> tough on her. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's a performer for sure. Yeah. And actually that's funny that you say it that way because, um, our podcast today is actually called expectations versus realities. Ah, yes. But in our office, we have high expectations. Absolutely. We and, sure and do. Sammy matches them every single day. Yep, she does. Yeah. We will miss her. Yes. But she knows she always has a home here with us. Oh, so. come on back, Sammy. You haven't <laughs> even left yet. Oh, I know. Well, and actually the big goal eventually is to open an Apaga Home Care in Tennessee. So that'll oh. be cool for her. How cool is that? Very. Oh, Very. So nice. All right. Well, why don't you lead us with the verse of the week, Julie? I believe you were the one that brought it to us. Yes. Yes. Um, I picked Philippians 2.2 today. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. the reason I picked that was because of expectations. Um, and really, honestly, when it comes to caregiving, we want to try to have everybody that's on the team be in the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, be united in that spirit and intent on the purpose of, of caring for whoever it needs that, or whoever it is that needs that 
extra care at this time. So, well, thank you so much, Julie, for bringing that um, verse to us and to our listeners. We would encourage you and ask that you send in your favorite verse and maybe tell us a little bit, tell us some of the reasons why it's so meaningful to you. And we'd love to share it on this podcast. You can email to thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. And let's see, uh, uplifting story of the week. I got, I got to know what you have because I have a pretty good one. Ah, uh, we'll try to match this one. <laughs> there was a gentleman that in Italy was the oldest graduate at the age of 96 after being awarded first class honors in philosophy um, in Sicily. Oh. And he was so cute about it. He says, it's one of the happiest days of my entire life. Oh. So out of 96 <laughs> years graduating from college. And then he said that um, he actually finally enrolled after um, being younger. He couldn't go to college because of poverty and then the war. Oh. And so when he enrolled in 2017, his neighbors used to ask, why all of this trouble at your age? <laughs> and he said they couldn't understand the importance of fulfilling a dream, regardless of my age. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that, that always continuing to learn and, you know, lifelong learners. My yeah. grandpa Fisher was that way. And I remember as a child, he was, you know, retired, but taking college classes and that's pretty important. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, mine actually also has to do with some 95 year olds, oh. actually. <laughs> and um, this is a couple actually in upstate New York, 95 years old. They are both widowers. And basically they had this love story and they were able to kind of continue through all of the hardships and the social distancing and the limited face-to-face -face interactions. And they were able to nurture this love and they actually ended up getting married oh. in upstate New York. How cool is that? Yeah. And I think that, um, that what I loved was the, the gentleman, his name was John. He said, she was worth it. It was a pain in the neck though. <laughs> But how oh. cute is that? Oh. So they got their vaccinations and restrictions started lifting and they were able to get back to the business of courtship and mm -hmm. they, um, they, their bond just continued to grow and grow and grow and they decided to tie, tie the, the knot. knot. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> so that just shows you with both stories and we didn't pick each other or know what each other picked yeah. for our, our, our days, but basically both came up with the theme of just, it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. If there's something you want, you got to go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I Age love is that. just a number. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. Well, today we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about expectations versus reality. And I think um, it's really important when you get into this caregiving realm to understand that you know, there are going to be some expectations that we have of ourselves, maybe of our caregivers, maybe of our family members. And then, and even actually there are going to be expectations that we have of the person who's being cared for. Yes. Um, but what we've learned in the past 14 years is just because it looks really, really good on paper doesn't mean that in application, it's all going to play out the way that, that we think it should. Um, so it's really important to evaluate expectations and um, understand what they are. So an expectation I think is defined as something that is regarded as likely to happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when you're dealing with people in, in the capacity that we are, then you have to um, be able to understand the reality of the situation. So we think something is supposed to go a certain way, but the reality is that is, or reality actually is the state of things as they exist. So a lot of times, um, you know, you have this big vision of how something is supposed to play out and this expectation of what's going to happen. And then reality hits and you've got to be flexible and, and work within what you have to work with 
figure out how to get through it, even though maybe it didn't turn out exactly like you thought it would. Oh my gosh, expectations every single day. Let's say you go to your favorite restaurant and you are so excited for your favorite dish Mm -hmm. and you have it in your mind how it's going to smell, how it's going to look, how it's (laughs) going to taste. And then it just doesn't turn out. Right. And that is an expectation. And reality was that you wished you ordered something else. <laughs> and then that, that's a baby thing. Yeah. All the way up to, like you're saying, is really big expectations in life. Right. And um, I think a lot of the times, like, let's say we're going to go get a shot. Um, I stress myself out. I want to cry. I'm sad. I'm mad that I have to get a shot, especially if it's tetanus shot, because those really are hurt. hurtful and anyway um then as soon as you're sitting there and they'll say well we did it and you don't even know you got the shot it was the expectation that it was going to be painful and hurt that you stressed out for a week and it took all of two seconds (laughs) and you didn't even know what happened that is so funny that you say that. I think about, um, I'm terrible when it comes to like bees. I'm so scared of bees and I don't know why, because I mean, I have been stung a couple times, but it's never as bad as I think it's going to be. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I think that my fight or flight and it, not anything else in life, but just bees. Yeah. I feel like I would run off a cliff to get away from a bee because I just expect that it's going to be so bad. And then when you actually get stung, it's like, oh, well, huh. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> Boy, I sure made a poor decision. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't invite a bee to come and sit on your arm. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. no. I wouldn't. I Yes, it's almost comical to watch me yes. when a bee shows up. I actually think <laughs> I've seen you. I, yeah. It's quite possible that, that your uh, top went flying as well. Oh, it happened. Yeah. There was a bug. <laughs> it was a bug. And then a guy had a heart attack. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> Oh, she retrieved her shirt quite quickly, <laughs> though. It was all good. Yeah. Yeah. Someday we'll also talk about Hawaii. It's possible that I mooned all of Hawaii, but we'll get into that in a later episode. So you're going to have to come back for that. Yeah. Oh, it's unconfirmed. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, yeah, the expectation was I, that I was going to go to Hawaii and not moon everybody at the luau. <laughs> reality, the reality was. was pretty sure I might have. <laughs> she made a couple friends because they winked at her. <laughs> I, I just went right straight to the front of the cake line. I couldn't understand why everyone was being so nice <laughs> until I sat down and, and then my skirt wasn't there. So, I don't know. I'm sure I had on underpants though. <laughs> if that makes it any better. Okay. Lord almighty. Uh, the the produ- look on your the, face was priceless. The, the producers are shaking their heads. <laughs> we better get back on track. Sorry. Rabbit Sorry trail. Rabbit trail. Sorry. Sorry. I, the expectations. Okay. I think about my grandma, Dolores, and I've talked about her before, and she was just this perfect little, um, I mean, just the perfect grandma. Beehive, little button nose, perfect. Well, she, you know, towards the end of her life had some hospitalizations, and I, I remember um, visiting with her in the hospital and, and she, there was an expectation from the doctor that she had a certain meal plan. Well, grandma insisted that I get her M&Ms. And so the reality was the doctor said one thing, but grandma said another thing. <laughs> and you bet your bottom that grandma got her M&Ms. Yeah. It's like sneaking. I, I felt very did you have I, contraband? It was contraband. <laughs> I mean, I felt like, oh my, what are they going to do to me if they know that? I mean, it was probably like five M&Ms, <laughs> but I was very nervous. Oh. I still am not sure that it was the right thing to do. 
not, was grandma happy? She was happy. There you go. It was yes. the right thing to it do. It didn't make it her didn't situation her any worse. So it just, it actually made it better. Yes. So. Well, if that's all it takes is an M&M. Yeah. Five is better. Yeah. So, um, so tell us about the time that your grandpa was supposed to have physical therapy oh. and the expectation was that he would do his exercises. Yes. Yes. So um, my grandpa had always been, he was, he was the boss in his profession. Like he was just always the guy in charge. And so after he retired and his health started to fail a little bit, he had a situation where he ended up having to have physical therapy at his home. So he had the home exercise program as, as one will get when they're supposed to be doing physical therapy at home. And, um, anyway, he was, he was pretty adamant to the rest of us that he, you know, he was not going to do that program. But anyway, so the physical therapist showed up one day and asked him how, how it was going and, you know, if he was getting anything out of it. And he had a great line about how, how good everything was going. But um, he didn't really like it very much when she commented or pointed out the fact that the band he was supposed to be using was still in its original packaging. <laughs> so there was no possible way that he could have been doing his exercises as prescribed. So oh. he did not like that very much. Oh. <laughs> but the reality was he wasn't going to do them. It wasn't important to him at that time in his life. And he was, he did the things that were important and kept himself as comfortable as he could. And um, that, that was his choice to do. Right, right. So then looking at perspectives, because the physical therapist, her expectation mm -hmm. was that grandpa was going to comply with the program. Yep. And that's where we get ourselves into a bunch of trouble yeah. when it comes to um, taking care of people yes. just in general. Well, how many times do we see that a group of people will come and sit down around the table for maybe a care conference or you know, whatever this planning meeting is. And everybody has these wonderful ideas and thoughts and this is how it needs to be. And we put together this big plan, but then the reality is the patient, they don't want any of that at all. Right. So it's, it's kind of a balance trying to figure out, you know, how do we keep them as safe as we can, but also honor their choice. And, you know, there does come a point in life for some people where, you know, they're just, they're going to make their choices and maybe it's not what one of us would see as the best choice to make, but it's what they want to do. Right. That, and that's what I expect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when I, when I am older and I don't want to do physical therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to be there telling yeah, I them expect not you to, to have you. my back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really true. And I mean, it even, we see it in a lot of different scenarios. Um, I think about like, People with Alzheimer's or dementia, we've seen it before where a person will have like a favorite shirt and that's all they ever want to wear. And it drives the family absolutely crazy because they think, how can mom wear the same shirt over and over and over? And they have this expectation that when they come to see their mom, you know, every day she's going to be looking different and dressed how they think that she should and wearing the jewelry that they want her to. And, and the reality is, She's only comfortable in that one shirt. That's what she wants to wear. That's what provides her the, the secure feeling. Right. So, you know, at night when she puts on her jammies, I'm sure the facility goes and, and, or if it's at a home, the caregiver is getting in the, in the washer and the dryer so that in the morning when that person gets up, they can wear their favorite shirt. And it's hard to, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around that at times, because I think that, um, it's hard to accept the decline mm -hmm. at times. And it's hard. We can't, we don't always understand the logic that someone 
I, I think we rarely understand the logic that someone with Alzheimer's or dementia has. They're in a different world. We know that. So it's really having to kind of step back from what you expect and try to get into the reality of what is currently going on for that person. Right. Right. Another scenario that we see quite often is structure mm-hmm. and expectations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll have a family that is very structured. At eight in the morning, this is what we do. And then at nine, we do this. At 10, we do this. And then they just all day long have that, that mm-hmm. structure, that schedule in their mind. But what if this person is in the middle of whatever disease and eight, it just doesn't work for them. Yeah. Or they just, you know, they don't want to get out of bed. It's an icky rainy day. And just to snuggle for a little bit more. I guess what we have to realize with our expectations is we also have to pick our battles. Yep. Because um, the one biggest thing you've got to do is find out, is that a mountain that you're willing to die on? Right. And what are your expectations and how much flexibility are you going to allow? I think flexibility is huge and um, it's hard to do when you're in the middle of a situation that is out of your control, right? Because we always, when we can't control anything else, we look to the things that we can control. Right. Um, But basically flexibility is huge. And I think I know like me personally, um, there's been so much growth over the last 14 years from where my expectations once were and just understanding that people can still meet my expectation, but they don't necessarily have to get there the same way that I would get there. So that has brought me so much peace in my person. Are you talking about me? I know. I know. (laughs) God, I really had to be real flexible with you, Julie. Changed my Uh, life. (laughs) Inga's very, very good where she just goes simply from A to B. Ta-da! She's got this beautiful little package. And I might go from A to F to Z to B to, oh, no, I made it to B. So, But I'm all over the place. And then we get to the same place. But it took me a while. And I took a few little side jaunts. Yeah. No, it's interesting, though, how everybody's brain works differently because we always end up at the same place. Right. It's just interesting how we get there. Right. You know, going a different way. Now, when we talk about expectations, we are not asking people to lower their expectations and not expect anything out of anybody. Right. One of the most favorite things that you um, experienced that I just, (laughs) it kills me every time I hear you talk about it is when you went to that packaging (laughs) company to mail your, your package. Yeah. Yeah. This was great. So, um, my husband and I used to own a motorcycle repair shop and he actually was the Montana service center for RG3 suspension. And so he had a suspension that needed to get shipped out. Um, it was going to another town in Montana. He got it all packaged up for me and I took it down to the store. Um, and I won't say the name of the store, but anyway, took it to the, the shipping place. <laughs> and so basically I, I turn it in go through the motions and the next day it, it comes back to our house and or not our house, I'm sorry, our shop. So I'm like, what, what the heck is going on? Like I, I sent this with a shipping company. Why did it get shipped back to us? So I took it back to that store and I was trying to understand what had happened. And finally, and this was actually the owner of the store. He looked at me and he said, ma'am, your expectations are just too high. (laughs) I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand. You had one job. You had one job to send it. And, you know, so of course for a little bit there, I was like, I I was really mad. Like, what are you even talking about? But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. That is the funniest thing anybody has ever said to me. I, I didn't know that expecting the package to get 
to the place that I shipped it to was too high <laughs> of an too high. too high of an expectation. Yeah. But oh. anyway, it makes for a good story. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very funny, and I do know that in terms of expectations, expectations um at Ipaga we have high expectations um Sammy is a classic example of that uh we we she can't get away with us from us because she's in the in the office with us all the time and and she works hard to always raise that bar but Mm -hmm. that is our expectation um however we have to also think about are those expectations what these people can meet right when it comes to families caregivers all of them yeah and so well, and I, I've told my, or tried to work with my girls as they've grown up and in difficult situations or in situations where maybe they think that, or, or they have an expectation um, from a situation that really can't be met. Mm-hmm. And so I try to just talk to them about, okay, you identify what is your expectation and then you need to identify what's acceptable to you or what you're willing to live with. And right. I mean that mostly that has been for like friendships or relationships. Like if you expect a person to be able to perform as a friend at this level and they're not able to meet that, then what, what, what can you accept mm-hmm. and what are you willing to accept? And then, you know, cause basically if you have too high of an expectation from certain people and or situations, um, sometimes there's no way somebody can live up to that and you're just setting everybody up for failure. Right. Right. When, and when we talk about expectations, another thing that comes to mind is uh, when people hire an agency like ours to take care of their parents Mm -hmm. and they don't think that anything can happen to that person when somebody's with them. And so we have to talk about that because um, it is, it is, one of those things that life happens. It makes me think of falls. Yes. How many times do we have, um, we're with people because they're a fall risk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you hire one-to-one, you're you're trying to mitigate that, you know, to a degree. But we always have to remind people that if someone is a fall risk, they are a fall risk, right? So um, I, I don't want to, like, like you're trying to say that people have an expectation that everything is going to be just so, and that nothing bad can ever happen. And that's not really the case. Right. You know, we're trying to prevent it as much as possible. Um, how many times have we had, had clients that have declined to the point that they needed more of a skilled type setting? Mm-hmm. They go there, they were a fall risk when we are, we're one-on-one, they're a fall risk at the facility. And actually they end up having a catastrophic event at a yeah. facility. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to figure out like you said, what are we going to able to accept right. and able to expect right. without causing ourselves an ulcer? Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think you have to get very real with yourself. And um, I've had to do that since, you know, being business partners with Julie. <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a delight. Oh, I am a delight. Thank no, you. Thank I, you. I do think there has to be self-awareness. And yeah. I think you have to be willing to kind of look at yourself and go, okay, how can I be better? How can I, what can I do to try to make the situation better um, by reevaluating what I expect from it? Right, right. We need to make sure that in our expectations, we also... Um, bring in that big uh, emotion in, that is called humor. Mm, yes. We, we have to remember that we might have somebody that we, we love that we're, getting, we're taking care of and they're in a situation with their health or mental that they just simply can't be that person that you think they should be. Mm-hmm. So where do we enter their world and we cannot expect for them 
to be where we're at. It's not fair for us to do that to them. Right. Yeah, so that's that's really important is that we, we truly have to do some soul searching and we just have to remember that it's all about them mm-hmm. and that we have to love them just no matter what. Yep, yep. Yeah. And be flexible and go with the flow, man. Yes. The other thing is is, is the expectations within even um, your family, your own family, mm-hmm. because when it becomes very emotionally charged, when you're taking care of a loved one and somebody you don't feel is taking their part of it or, you know, carrying their weight in the care, well, you better open up your communication. You better figure out how you're going to make it happen. Right. And so, yeah, literally come to the table <coughs> and talk it out. And, and I would definitely, um, recommend, you know, if you start to feel like something is, is escalating, I guess, in a situation that you really try to talk about it and get it out on the table before it becomes, um, something that you can't recover from. Well, they do say that if you keep getting disappointed because your expectations aren't being met, basically what you're doing and what you're allowing to happen to yourself is that you're being robbed of your happiness. Mm-hmm. And so let's not do that. Let's just stop. If you have a faith, just pray about it. And, um, you know, the biggest thing you do have to do, and maybe you have to start within yourself and then also then find out exactly where your person is with their health or mental status and build awareness of what is going on. What can you expect? What is the reality of where they're at Mm -hmm. and how are you going to be aware of what is going on and then manage those expectations. Mm -hmm. So it just comes down back to you're managing them, but that's because you're aware. Right. So many times if you kind of shift your mindset, so this is kind of, it's on topic, but it's off subject or something. Anyway, um, my, uh, my youngest daughter shows goats and they're boar goats. And I have, only had an experience with goats for the last couple of years. Um, I used to expect we would, we would let the goats out and they would get to run around and play in the barn. And I used to expect that when they were done running around and playing, they would go back to their (laughs) pens and we would close the gates and everything would be good. Well, after several, um, several experiences with this, now I expect that they're not going to go back to their pen (laughs) and that when I do get them in their pen to close the gate, that they're going to be pushing and yelling and screaming to get out because I don't know if you've ever heard a goat talk, but they are... They, it's impressive. Oh, that's They're funny. very vocal. So but your anyway. reality <laughs> with a goat is not where your expectation was. Yes, but I just shifted it. And now I just expect it to be the other way. And I'm like, I'm much happier. I just laugh and laugh because it's it's quite hilarious to watch me try to wrestle like a 70-pound goat into its pen <laughs> when that, it doesn't want to be there. Are you trying to control chaos? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. It just They just want to stay out and play. Oh. It's not that the pen is a bad place. They right. just want to l- run and jump and Cute. goats are just entertaining. Cute. Cute. <laughs> One of the things that I read about managing your expectations is truly savor what you have. It's okay to want more, but you can enjoy life so much more if you appreciate what you already have. Savoring what you have is a great way to expand the joy you experience in life. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Very true. I love that. Yeah. I just don't think we said the word expectations enough. I think I we, know, should we should probably say that. it a few more times. That will be a word oh, count. Yeah. No kidding. We should actually count it and then have our listeners like put a guess in there. Like don't <laughs> actually take the time to do it because I don't know. It would be interesting though. Ah. A, lot, a lot of expectations going on around here. <laughs> but the reality is. <laughs> Good one, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes. Oh, is it grandma saying time? Grandma sayings. Oh, boy. What's my grandma saying? Oh, Grandma Fisher. Money. It's a lot like manure. It's only good if you spread it around. <laughs> oh, and that's funny because my grandma saying is Grandma Patsy. And she said, a girl's got to have pretties. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. And that is her expectation. Yes. And she, yes, she is the queen of pretties. Yes, she loves her pretties. Sure. <laughs> well, so cool. Thank you, Julie, for talking talking to me about expectations and realities. And um, thank you to our listeners. We are always looking for grandma sayings. I think eventually you guys are going to get tired of hearing what our grandmas have to say. So <laughs> Never. start sending those Never. things in. And yeah. please go and subscribe. Leave us a review. Share us with a friend. Join on our Apaga Care and Share Facebook group. And just uh, share in the discussion. Send in your verses to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. It is. It's been wonderful. It has been. So peace out, Girl Scouts. Take care. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. EPAGA is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. <laughs>